Hello and welcome to our Christian viewing experience. Uh, I'm Elias Chavez, that over there is Noah Wilder, and um, we just wanted to come today, very special announcement, um, that we have our Christian viewing experience coming out today. So I just want to let you all know, uh, Big news, guys. Be, be ready for our Christian viewing experience drop uh, right, after, right after this. <laughs> Noah, take it away. Hey guys. <laughs> I'm here to, uh, we're here to, <laughs> to talk to you guys about different movies, stories, whatever, secular culture, and, and the biblical or gospel messages we found in them. But first, let's talk about our week. So, Elias? Yep. How has it been? Living your life. I'm really you. sleepy today. You're sleepy? Yeah. Not, not, uh, maybe not sleepy. I'm tired. I'm not sleepy. I just like, I feel like in my body, like a, like a, ugh. Like you know, a, uh. like a, uh, like a, uh. um, no, no, no. I just, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I just like, again, I don't, I don't, I'm not yawning or anything. I'm going to start yawning now. I've said that. Um, I don't, yeah. but like, I, I feel perfectly fine. I'm just kind of drained. I don't know, but it's been, it's been an all right week. Um, nothing kind of, kind of boring. Um, I finished Loki episode four, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, other than that, um, Nothing, nothing too wild, you know. I haven't really like hung out with too many people or anything. It's just, it's just kind of been a week, and I needed it. It was a long week, um, but not in a bad way. It just kind of, it just kind of dragged on, and I got to take my time with every day. So no, no complaints. Anyway, for you, my week pretty good. I've been working a lot this week, but aside from that, I finished uh, Link's Awakening. Yes, which I already told you. DX, but. <laughs> I finished Link's Awakening, and I had a question for you. Okay. Why is it called Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening? <laughs> Zelda isn't in it. So here's the deal. Um, it's, it's, it's just called that because it's part of the series. Um, you're right. Zel uh, Zel Zelda sends you like a message at one point in the game. She didn't send me one. Like at, like at the end... Okay, maybe they changed that about Link's Awakening. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, never mind that anyway. Um, but there, there's like one singular message that you get from Zelda. It's a very like hopeful, like, oh, what's going to happen? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, but here, here's the dealio. Because um, when they first originally made the game, um, like we're talking like Legend of Zelda, OG <coughs> Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, you can select your name for your character. Yeah. And if you type in Zelda as your name for your character, you actually get like immediately like max health and like like a bunch of items automatically unlock for you like at the very beginning of the game. Um, so yeah. a, because of that, a lot of people think that originally Link's name was supposed to be Zelda, and then it becomes Link because as the games progress, like Link was supposed to be like, uh, the idea of Link is that it's your Link into the game, into this fantasy world. Mm -hmm. he, he is you incarnate, and that's why he doesn't talk or emote or anything, and anything other than Skyward Sword. Um, he's pretty he's pretty blank slate, because he's just supposed to be you. Kind of okay. clueless as to why all this is going on around him as he continues to be, you know, this conquering hero. Okay, gotcha. But anyway, so that's why. Um, just because... It has to be. It has to be Legend of Zelda. Okay, because um, I remember watching a video and someone saying, well, Zelda's not actually a princess in this movie, mm -hmm. or in this game. Yeah. Not the game we're talking about. I don't remember what game it was. Okay. But then later in the game, you find out... Oh, that's... Uh, that it actually is... Phantom Hourglass. Phantom Hourglass. Okay, so yeah. I thought it was this game because it's Marin instead of Zelda. Yes, Marin is not 
Zelda. They are separate. Okay. Is there another redheaded Zelda? Another redheaded Zelda? No. No. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there are redheads in Zelda. No, other but... like love interest redheads. Marin. Yep, that's it. Okay. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that's it. I might be forgetting somebody from like a DS game, but about like this guy's opinions of whether Link should be in a relationship or whatever. Okay. And then it got to Marin mm -hmm. and he's like, well, she's a redhead, so S tier or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then didn't explain any further. <laughs> I just really like that. He outed himself so quickly. Yeah, redheads. They're, yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I like them. Um, <laughs> that's it's. I really, I really enjoy that. He he shamelessly just just really put himself out there. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> I, I believe the origin of Link's Awakening was actually like a side project from the producers of Legend of Zelda, mm -hmm. and they were just like having fun making a game, and, and then... that's why the chain chomp is in there. Yes, and why Mario's in there. Yeah, there's a. What's his name? Yoshi mm -hmm. doll. Yeah, because they were just making a game. Fun, and they were just importing different stuff yeah. just to have fun. They had no intention of ever releasing it or anything. And then they realized it was good. Yeah. They did a presentation and the heads of Mario, were, or not Mario, Nintendo were like, oh yeah, go for it. And so it, And they were like, uh. <laughs> so it doesn't even have Zelda in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny that they imported everything else, but not but Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'd, so yeah. I had fun with it. I didn't collect all the seashells, so you would be disappointed. I collected all the seashells. When I played on the Game Boy, because it's a, it's a Game Boy Color game, but you can play yeah. it on the Game Boy. and um, Or there's a there's a Game Boy Color version, I should say. When I played on the Game Boy, no color, black and white screen all the way. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I collected all the seashells. It was, um, wasn't as terrible as I thought it would be, honestly. Um, only somewhat grueling. And, um, How many I, are there? 30? How, how, how many seashells? Yeah, I, I finished the game, and in my inventory, I had 14. Yeah. And I had already dropped off six. Yeah. So I had 20. I genuinely, I don't, just not off the from top. like, just being curious about, oh, why is that stone there? Sure. there's no reason for that stone to be there. Right, 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 right. It's, um, because you're saying 30, and, uh. That doesn't that doesn't sound right. Is it more 50. or less? Fifty. There's fifty 50? of them. Because in my head, I was like, I got forty percent oh. of the way there. Okay. I forty percent of this game. Forty <laughs> percent of this game. You beat it and only got forty percent of the content. That's sad. <laughs> um, but no, no, no. So there's fifty. The only content I care about is the hidden seashells. <laughs> right. Um, in uh, so this is this is Link's Awakening, and there, yes. there's fifty seashells. And it's it's delightful and a great time, um, and yeah, it's 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 great. Um, I thought there was a hundred for some reason. As soon as you said, as soon as you said a number, my brain was like a hundred, and I was like, that's not, that's not. It's a Game Boy Are game. There's not a hundred. Collect all the Korok seeds. No, no, <laughs> nope. That's not even a thing that I want to do. Like no. it's just completely off my radar. I have no okay, desire. So when speedrunners hundred percent that game, do they have to collect the core nope. seeds? Nope. No one. Uh. -uh. No. No one. <laughs> Imagine no one. if you did. Um. There must be a Korok percent. On there, there is a Korok percent. Um. It just. I don't. I don't. Oh my gosh. People can zoom through like Breath of the Wild. Like 
beat it in i mean you would probably know the record better than i do i don't i don't know if you have that off your head uh, the theoretical record like they took the sections of every sure. one and put them together mm -hmm. it was 12 minutes and 30 seconds yeah okay the so actual record i think is 14 minutes sure Anyway, there mm. you go. So there you go. Twelve. Like I said, you can blast through that game. Making it to where you can get all the Korok seeds completely changes the way you have to approach speedrunning because, like, in speedrunning, there's a whole like planning your route and like, okay, I'm gonna go yeah. here, you're gonna go here. So then you have to decide what order you're going to do the Korok seeds in. But before that, there's also like you have there certain Korok seeds you have to have specific pieces of equipment. Or, you know, like, you know, there's times where, like, you have to, like, roll this down a certain hill or you have to be here or somewhere, like, literally, you just have to stand and wait for the right time. So you'd have to, like, take the time of day into consideration as... In your route. In your route, yeah. They're, doing a Korok percent route sounds like actually uh, the worst thing I could do to a person. <laughs> um <laughs> But they do exist. But the, okay, see, the people who 100% or are in charge of 100%ing, mm -hmm. they're, like, really picky about, like, what is 100% and yeah. what is not. For, so I was like, maybe they do require you to get every Korox. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, you have to get your full inventory? Maybe? I believe so. I believe so. You have to get enough Korox seeds to do that. Yes. Um, and full hearts mm -hmm. and full sand. Mm -hmm. uh, assuming you're playing with the uh, DLC because you can't do both in the base game. Um, oh, really? Yeah, there are not enough shrines in the game to get um, full hearts and full stamina. Interesting. When you well, do I the DLC, full either. So <laughs> whenever you do the DLC, it adds a couple extra shrines, and so with those extra shrines, then you can max out both. Cool. Yeah. Fun uh, fact. I know a lot about Zelda. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what are you going to be talking about today? Oh, oh, we're we're getting into it. Uh, I did want to. I did want to oh. actually talk to you about one thing. Oh, my B. I, I didn't understand. We weren't actually talking about Zelda. No, because <laughs> we we had texted about this yesterday a bunch. Oh yeah, Steam yeah. Deck. Steam Deck. I hadn't heard anything about it. And I texted you, and I made a joke in the text. I said Steam Switch, and then changed it. To yeah, deck. deck. Yeah. And I spelled deck wrong. You, you spelled deck. You spelled the deck. Joke. Yeah, the, the joke didn't land, okay? No. You tried, though. Your your itchy trigger fingers were a little too itchy. It's I fine. was like, I, I did the switch thing, so it, I can just send it now, and I didn't. Maybe, the just did. But, <clears throat> anyway, how do you feel about that in reality? Because, like, I couldn't tell how you felt. In reality, I think it's really cool idea to have portable Steam games. Um, Steam has tried before to, like, launch their own controller to mediocre success um mm -hmm. you know it's the special steam controller that works with steam games and it has like all of these functions that are only available in steam games um eh, you know it's a it's a good it's a decent controller um but yeah as far as them releasing this this console um i like that you can dock it to your tv i like that you can play games on your tv straight from switch and then i'm assuming that from there from you can the deck from the deck not uh, the Switch. My bad, my bad. I'm sorry. They're the same thing. Um, <laughs> there have been rumors for forever about the Switch getting um, ability to play, like, Xbox games and, like, Steam games. Rumors for, like, years now about, like, how Microsoft and uh, Nintendo have been all chummy-chummy and how, uh, like, 
most likely within the next like every every year it seems like i hear multiple rumors about like within the next year you should be able to play well i forget what they're My, microsoft microsoft like whatever the, whatever their game store is called mm. um but like yeah, i have no idea yeah i don't know uh, but like microsoft games on the switch but you won't be able to play nintendo games on uh on xbox on xbox yeah anyway it, it seems like every year i hear that multiple times anyway point is um with that being said um i think that this is a good move for steam in terms of like hardware development mm -hmm. and like giving them something to learn from i don't think it's going to be financially a success i'll be honest but i do love the idea okay because i it love is this idea more expensive than a switch yeah yeah it, it does it apparently has better hardware than the Switch. Oh, well, that's not hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nintendo is very infamous for being, but, like, two hardware generations behind on all of their consoles. Yeah, but the... What was I saying? Oh, no. <laughs> Cheaper, better hardware. Oh, okay. But the Switch price is based on assuming you will buy this many games. If you oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this was assuming... You already had a huge library of Steam stuff. Yes. So they, so they're not counting on money coming in from games mm -hmm. when you buy this. So it is going to be more expensive. Yeah. If they were assuming you're going to buy five games guaranteed. Yeah. When you buy this, then they would probably cut it down by like 150 bucks or something. Sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially the more expensive versions where there's more memory. Hmm. <laughs> of course. Um, 512. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> can't even imagine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no. That's point is, 644 dollars for yeah. a Switch with a lot of memory. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I really like the idea. Like I said, I just, I don't think it's gonna be a financial hit for them. Um, I, I mean, I could I'm, be wrong. Like immediately, like I said, I texted you like <laughs> immediately after I learned about this. Like two hours later. Yeah. PCGamer.com had an article about how they're going to throw away their switches, you know? Wow. <laughs> and, like, how wow. they have no need for them now because... And then they started trying to compare, like, Nintendo games. Well, we have the equivalent to that and this and this and this. So, like, okay, fine. You, like, you can never have the actual equivalent to a game. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you can play, you know, some Super Mario Odyssey ripoff as much as you want, but it will never be... You know, you're not going to be Mario. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, and if you truly don't care, I guess that's fine. But what you're saying isn't true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's an argument for you, not for everybody. Yeah. But anyway. I do think, like I, I texted you, I think this hopefully will push Nintendo mm -hmm. to open up their old games library more. Oh, yeah, To be yeah, more yeah. competitive. With with the and Wii and the Wii U. I mean, they had the virtual... And even on the 3DS and all that. Like, they had the virtual console, and that thing was stocked with games. Mm -hmm. um, just, uh, like... You you could get so, so we, much. Right now we have NES and SNES, and that's that's it. That's it. And even though like pretty limited, I mean anything anything that you would want to play is probably on there. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean I feel like they should at least go up to GameCube. Like uh, a lot of people still have Wii, so I guess you uh, financially you want to maybe sure allow people to just continue having their Wii's, you GameCube. know. <laughs> mm. But there's no re like most people don't have their GameCube anymore, 
Especially because Wii's can play, play GameCube, GameCube games. Yeah, I <laughs> still got my GameCube. I love I love her so, so much. So like, there's no reason not to release all that yeah. for a monthly subscription or yearly subscription. You sure, know? sure, 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 sure. Just so people, the argument for the PC market is I can play any game, mm-hmm. no matter how old. Yeah. No matter how nostalgic I am for it or how bad it is. It's probably out there somewhere. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Legally or illegally, I could play it. <laughs> yeah. But, and their argument is, if you like the Switch, you're going to pay $60 to pay to play Skyward Sword again. Mm-hmm. A game that just came out six years ago. Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> A game that nobody liked six years ago. <laughs> maybe it was probably more than six years ago. I think yeah. it was eight or nine. It, yeah. But still, like you're paying $60 again just to play mm-hmm. it on your new console yeah which is if you want to do that that's fine but most people think that's a ripoff and i almost agree yeah but i mean it's not even like link's awakening you know i mean that's an old 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 game at this point but i mean they didn't do it they released that full price for a game that's not just a re-release really the new it's a completely new art style and they have to they did have to do a lot of work oh yeah, yeah. they i mean make that game they remade that whole game but yeah. there's no new content you know no. it's not like they added more well, like, seashells or like skyward sword mm-hmm. what they added was we just re-uploaded in hd yeah and you can control the camera now yep which is nice oh it's so but <laughs> it's, it's so that was the Wii's biggest problem. You can't control the camera. You can't really anything. control the camera. Yeah. You, um, press the D-pad to move it a full 90 degrees in either direction. Like, no! That d- what stop, if it's 45 Ninten- degrees? Is stop, Nintendo! <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, like, with Skyward Sword, it's like almost no different whatsoever. And you're still going to pay full price again just to play it. On the Switch, and so yeah. like, hopefully this forces Nintendo to open up their game library a little bit more, so that they can compete with this PC Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And hopefully this makes them reduce prices of their games after <laughs> once they've been out for five years. Because right now to buy Breath of the Wild, you still have to pay sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game like launch title. You can get that game on the Wii because of how early in the Switch's mm-hmm. cycle that came out. Um, and you know... Price um, not changed. Price is still... <laughs> they're like, yeah, no, this is... Because, I mean, so. I, I feel like it might have something to do with the fact that, like, Breath of the Wild is legit a contender for best game of all time. Yeah. Like, that's just... That's a fact. But, like, but still... But still, it should... Four and know, a half years later... Maybe, like... Maybe, like... Like fifty bucks, something, Nintendo. <laughs> like seventy five percent, maybe. Like not even half off. Like. Right, 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 right. Um, but like I did that with all their games. Like Smash still goes for full price. That came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, uh, like, Mario Kart, which is, yeah, it, it, yeah. All the the arguments for getting a Steam Deck or switching to PC, like Nintendo can address. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, sure, sure, but sure, they sure, aren't. sure. But they aren't. <laughs> they aren't. I mean, literally just released a Switch Pro that's like, oh, hey, um... Uh, bigger, uh, the, the, like, we cha- an inch bigger screen. You know how everyone plays in docked mode? Well, if you're one of the three people who don't, we gave some quality of life changes for you. 
And it's white now. Yeah. So I, that's cool. I think I think they should have they should have remarketed that where it's like a switch on the go or something. Not a not a switch switch light pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead instead of instead of you know, like, oh, this is the definitive switch. Like I said, they should have if if all that they're gonna change is stuff for when it's in handheld mode, they should have marketed it as something for people who specifically want to play in handheld mode. But anyways. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> anyway, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's go! <laughs> did you move your notes? Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, I moved my, I moved my notes. It. You I... did it. Okay. I'm you... going to talk about Matilda. Okay. Which I asked you before. Yeah. You've not seen... In a very, very long like time. Yeah. Three years old. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw Coraline. It's been a really long Coraline? time. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Coraline. You've never seen Coraline? I know what I'm talking about next week. <laughs> Just so you can force me to watch it. Dude. It's like, so, um, uh, uh, what's the kid's name? What's the neighbor kid's name? Uh, YB. YB, yeah. I was like, what kid? Cor you mean Coraline? <laughs> no, YB is God. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, but you have no argument. Yeah. No, like, verses to pull up. Nothing. I'm just, no YB is God. And I just, like, end it right there. No, no scenes to talk about. Nope. Just so you can make me watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what a weird name. Coraline? Y yeah, it's... YB. Oh, also, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Matilda... <laughs> So Matilda is born into a fa family that she clearly doesn't really belong in. Okay. I don't know how much you remember this family. As you've talked about it, I've gotten flashes. Just keep going and... Okay, so, for example, like, the family is always watching TV. Okay. And that's what they do. They just sit around and watch TV. Yeah. And run from the FBI. <laughs> yeah. And... She likes to read books, and yeah. she's even in the same room as them as they watch TV, just reading her books. Yeah. And the dad gets mad that she's not watching TV. Engaging with in the family, family time. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're the warm wormwood family. Mm -hmm. And so he says, like, you're you're a warm one, you're gonna act like one. And he like forces her head to stare at the TV instead of at the book. You know? <laughs> okay. And so like so and they're super lazy and they don't ever take care of her and she's incredibly self-sufficient mm -hmm. because of that sure but also it just the more problems they have the more different she gets to become than them yeah and she doesn't do anything illegal <laughs> and she's brave and she doesn't try and like go under the table with anything sure and the dad of the family is buying stolen car parts and that's why the FBI is investigating him and stuff. Yeah. And she just doesn't belong at all. And yeah. she'll, like, do something really interesting and smart for her age. Yeah. And, and they just don't care. And there's like, why'd you make this mess? You know? Yeah. <laughs> or she'll, like, there's this one pretty good scene that's, like, the dad saying, are you being smart with me? Like, you giving me attitude? And she's like, why is it a bad thing to be smart? And he's like, if you're going to be smart with me... <laughs> I'm gonna show you what smart people get and stuff like that. And yeah. she's like, it's not a bad thing to be smart, but what are you talking about? Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Anyway, so she's very smart and talented. Her family isn't exactly dumb, but they actively choose not to be smart. Like they Yeah. They don't want to learn. 
Yeah. And she does. She even, um, like, begs them to take her to school Mm -hmm. at one point in the movie, right? I don't know if you remember. (laughs) No. Yeah. Moving on. Her family's pretty neglectful. I remember the neglectful family, yes. She is, like, six or seven years old. Sure. And when she asks to go to school, she's like, hey, I should have been in school a year ago. And And her family's like, no, you're four. You don't go to school yet. You're four. And then she's like, no, I'm six. And his her dad takes her to her mom. He's like, how old is Matilda? And she goes, four. <laughs> four. With the, like a like a British or New York accent. Yeah. You know? um, and she's Same like, yeah, thing. Yeah, you're four. <laughs> Not British. Did I say British? You said British or New York. I said, I meant Boston. Oh. <laughs> Boston, I'm sorry, guys. Um, anyway, sorry to all my British listeners out there for comparing you to New Yorkers. Also, sorry to all my New York listeners for comparing you to British people. <laughs> anyway, but her family can't even keep up with her age. Yeah, because they're so neglectful. Yeah, right? uh, and so thankfully she's smart enough to figure out how to take care of herself. She goes to the library. She reads all the books. She really enjoys books and learning new things. Uh-huh. And like I said, she even asked, like begs her parents to take her to school, and they mm-hmm. don't. Uh, clearly, she is born into a situation that she is not meant for at all. You yeah. know? We, we are all born into a world we actually aren't really meant to be in, you know? Uh, the world we live <gasps> in is sometimes intentionally ar- ignorant, arrogant, whatever, just like Matilda's family, and also like Matilda's family. It can seem very nice on the outside. And give all the signs that is in the right, but is that in reality just never comes close. There's a De- Danny DeVito is the dad in the movie, and he also narrates the movie as not the dad, as a third part third party narrator. You know, weird. Yeah, but anyway, he also directed the movie. Uh, <laughs> Weirder. <laughs> anyway, so there's a. Uh, line that he says he says the warm woods grew up were lived in a very nice house in a very nice neighborhood but they were not very nice people so on the hmm. outside they had it all together they had it all together they lived they were getting success i guess in the form of money but on the inside you they're not taking care of their daughter they're not very nice to anyone in the world they're mm-hmm criminals you know they don't really have it together not very nice people sure uh matilda is very brave she isn't afraid to stand up to her family or to other authority figures she even stands up to the fbi at one point because <laughs> they enter her house without a warrant and she's like hey guys that's illegal so please leave and she, they don't and so she steals the all their evidence and it's not to protect your family it's to Keep them, like, in <laughs> within the bounds of the law because she doesn't care. She, like, wants people to act the way they should. Yeah. Um, she stands up to her principal, Miss Trunchbull. Um, so Matilda, has, she has to choose what she knows is better for her and what is good. Yeah. No matter what the situation is. And she always follows through on that. Uh, Miss Honey, her cool teacher, not her cruel teacher miss honey she steps in and even though it may cause herself harm uh and it may not be what is safe for her physically and emotionally because the principal miss trunchbull is her aunt um 
she steps up and she cares about all her children in her class, but especially takes care of Matilda because her home life is so poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gives her extra lessons because she's so smart that she's actually not learning anything in first grade. She's mm. she already knows everything, so she gets extra lessons from Miss Honey. She lets Matilda come over to her house all the time. Um, stuff like that. Mil- Matilda has always known that her family is not the one she is meant to be in. Like I told you earlier, yeah. she she's ca- been carrying around adoption papers since she could use a copier. <laughs> like Xerox machine. Her first, her first action as uh, someone who could print things out was to print adoption papers out. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. She's always known like this is. Not where I'm supposed to be, and if I can get out, and if someone's willing to accept me, I should probably have that option. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, and so at the end of the movie, Miss Honey attap- uh, adopts Matilda, and I didn't even get into the part where Matilda has superpowers, but it's whatever. <laughs> um, so the main point of the movie is that you can stand up for yourself and choose your own family. Yeah, And while that sentiment is nice, it isn't always practical. We can't actually always choose our own family. Right. And biblically, we know that when we look at our society, people choosing their own families, they don't actually choose families that are better for them, just ones that would will not bother them. Yeah. Or have the same interests, but actually don't want anything good for them. Right. And so biblically, we know that idea doesn't actually work out all the time. But also biblically, we see from this movie... There's a hope for where our families fail, mm-hmm. where your blood relatives are not perfect, uh, even some are abusive or and neglectful. Mm-hmm. There is a father, there is a parent who models perfect parenthood for us, like Miss Honey did. Sure. Right? And takes care of us. It doesn't care if it's going to cause him harm to do what's right by us. He steps in, and we have the ability, every person on this earth, no matter what your blood relatives are, or the people you are born with as your family yeah. are doing, we have this perfect model that we can choose to follow as our true father in a more true sense than even blood relatives. Yeah. Because he is more of a father than my father or your father will ever be, regardless of hey. how great we think. <laughs> regardless of how great our fathers could have actually been in sure. our lives. Well, we won't comment, but I like my dad. But... <laughs> we won't comment anyway so my hot take <laughs> sorry dad but my god's better than you you know ow we have this perfect, dad burn we have this perfect family we can go to and ha- is accessible to anyone and there's this hope for anyone yeah who has any problem with their family or whose family doesn't understand them or even if their family is failing in such a way that it is like actively trying to hurt the child mm. or you're if you're an adult you know stuff like that yeah there's always this model of perfect parenthood that miss honey steps in and she is a near perfect parent to matilda even though she's just her teacher right mm. and then eventually she gets adopted and we can we can follow that model and there is always someone who is going to be for us that model of what a father should be regardless of whether our fathers fail sure 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 i don't know if you no no no, i get it we get grafted into the family that way like through that model i I see what you're saying Mm -hmm. anyway did you have (laughs) you have anything to add you don't 
I don't know if you remember the movie at all. Now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I will say, um, Dad Burn really got me. Ooh, Dad Burn. Um, I'm still, I'm still giggling about that a little bit. Um, but no, no, no. I, I, I can't say that I particularly have anything to add, seeing as how, again, I don't, I don't really remember the movie. I remember the one, like, I mean, I, I already, I told you earlier, like the, the, the one scene that I like, kind of remember. Um, anyway, but yeah, I, anyways. Um, <laughs> point is I, I i understand what your point that you're trying to get across here you're just like this this life isn't all that's cracked up to be and i think that that's really all that i can say because my point that i want to get across from my presentation is honestly really similar cool what are you talking about i'm talking about jack and the beanstalk cool. um <laughs> i uh yeah i was i was just thinking about it and i was like you know what there's like, because um, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, we talk about like all these fairy tales and stuff, like from the perspective of like specifically, hey, you know how Disney made that Cinderella movie? You know how Disney took Beauty and the Beast? You know how Disney took blah, 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 blah? Mm-hmm. So I just want to get straight to the point. Let's talk about the story. The real meat and potatoes. Getting there, grab Mother Goose by the neck and, and <laughs> extract some gospel. <laughs> yeah. Just shaking her until some gospel falls out. Ah, <laughs> 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 gold egg. <laughs> so yeah. Um, anyway, so I decided to talk about Jack and the Meatstock. I might, I might decide to do this again later, where I talk about another fairy tale. Um, but apparently, I'm going to do Coraline next week, if I remember. Um, <laughs> I think I'll do Wandavision next week, unless you also want to do Wandavision. Ooh, I'd have to think of a Wandavision presentation. Anyway. We, we, Anyway, so I decided to do Jack and the Beanstalk. And the reason because Jack and the Beanstalk is both like one of my most and also least favorite fairy tales. Um, there are, because there's like, I've heard, I've heard this story like a million different times and it's always a little bit different. And sometimes I really like it. Sometimes I really, really hate it. Um, I, I don't think that the story itself is all that cool, but I love the way that it's like completely different from pretty much any other fairy tale. Um, and it's those differences that I want to talk about in terms of making it, you know, relate to the gospel. I have a couple verses pulled up um, that I'll, I'll get to in a second. But um, point is, uh, most fairy tales, they really center around this idea of like, you know, like destiny in a way, or like this, you know, you as an entity, you know, like the lesson that they're teaching is that like there is this Prince Charming, so to speak, you know, or, or even that you are this Prince Charming, um, but that there's somebody in trouble and there's somebody who needs to be saved. And, you know, if, if you need help, there will be, there's a perfect person out there to get you through that. And if there's someone else who needs help, you might be the perfect person for them. Um, it's just very cut and dry, you know, Cinderella or Snow White or whatever. It, it's just, there are these lessons of morals. So, uh, pop quiz, Noah, what's the morals like lesson of Jack and the Beanstalk? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. What, what, like, what's the moral lesson? Cause he, he wins. He wins. Even though he does the wrong thing repeatedly. Uh-huh. And so what's the lesson? What's the lesson? Sometimes things just work out. Sometimes things just work out. And that's really the best that I got there. Because, like, breaking down the story from, like, an objective level. Um, Jack, he sells his cow for beans, mm-hmm. even though his family needs money. So he 
he'd rather indulge his self-interest of these beans are magical than actually take care of his family yes he's in the wrong mm-hmm. plants the beans okay that's i guess that's you you might as well yeah <laughs> you're in this deep they they go up to the clouds okay that's nice he whatever he climbs up there yeah he steals a bunch of stuff uh-huh he brings it down his family makes out with that money is like oh jack you're not that bad you did the right thing even though you weren't expecting it and you'd think that'd be the morals but then a then the giants are coming down. Yes. And he chops the beanstalk down and uh-huh. they die. Yeah. And he's just cool with all that. So he, he didn't take care of his family. Uh-huh. He stole and he murdered. Yeah. And those are his three actions, like, period, in yes. this <laughs> in this story. And he is the hero. Mm-hmm. And he gets no comeuppets or anything. No. Is that what you're trying to say? basically yeah i'm gonna relate how the i'm gonna talk about how that relates to the christian life okay Um, (laughs) Okay. yeah yeah yeah. um but no i so yeah that that well yeah i yeah that's that's the whole thing um most stories i feel like in as far as that like grimm's fairy tales and all that like any of the classic fairy tales um the story would go completely differently where you know like maybe it would pick up with him already having the magic beans or something instead of because it it immediately paints him as this like gullible fool who this guy this doesn't take care of his responsibilities yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) um and i mean there's plenty of verses in the bible that talk about um him be or about him there's plenty of verses in the bible that talk about like the Dragon issues Beanstalk, yep. biblical story biblical story actually <laughs> um jesus one of the parables um <laughs> but no, no no uh talk about like the issues of being a fool and like painting a bunch of different ways in which you are a fool yeah um read and proverbs. so read proverbs what a really funny meme you mm-hmm. know the sorry no no go ahead uh you know the vision in age of ultron he says maybe i am a monster you know that meme yes and it says it's it says when you're reading proverbs and then it's that (laughs) meme it's maybe i am the fool (laughs) i really i really like that and that is something vision would say i I like that um there you go yeah yeah yeah. vision memes are good i that's that's the one thing sean that's the one thing wandavision really taught me i I, (laughs) vision with a grill it's gotta happen um (laughs) He can make his body whatever it wants to be. He grew that cape like nothing. He, he, I mean, the evidence you is there. You can give yourself gold teeth. You can give yourself gold teeth. Um, so, yeah. Um, point is, I, I want to, I guess, separate, in a sense, this idea of Jack, like the physical entity represented in the story, and look at it from a more... Um, uh, metaphorical perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you already laid out. Um, he, he's kind of a terrible person. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think because I, I guess what I want to say is that I, I want to look at it from the perspective of if it had been a Bible story, I guess. Um, so here we go. Basically, because um, reading the story, or, or I, I guess thinking about it originally this week, and then coming to the point where like, you know, let me, let me see if I can turn this into something. There, that very first part, he sells his dairy cow his, his milk cow for these magic beans this thing that like anyone with any level of common sense any outside observer in this case his mom uh would be like you are actually an idiot 
Um, <laughs> like, why would you do this? How could you do this to the rest of the family? Blah, 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 blah. You suck. Um, and so with that being said, like, we, we look at Jack and we see that and all that we can really say is that he's a fool, but from the perspective of Jack, he is the man who sold everything he had to buy treasure in a field. Mm-hmm. Um, from his own perspective, he hears about these magic beans. He is told that they can fix all of his problems. You know, I mean, they're magic after all. Um, but he's not given like any information. You know, he's not explicitly told to plant them or anything. As far as the story is concerned, it's just he's given these beans, and he's told that they're magic. And he sells this cow for these beans. And again, us as an outside observer, we kind of take on the role of everyone else in the story who just is like, you are an actual fool and so gullible. And oh my gosh, how could you do this? Um, oh my gosh, you're rich. How did this work out? Yeah, right, 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 right. At the end of the story. Um, but that's because Jack is a Christian who just lives in this world of non-believers. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of the things that we as Christians do will never make any sense. Again, looking at the story of um, the man who sells everything that he has to buy the treasure in the field. And there's a couple of those stories. Jesus tells a couple of those parables. But um, I think it's the most famous, probably. Anyway. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where just, like, because he heard the, the truth of the gospel he then decided like hey i'm going to give up everything that i have and doggedly pursue this and then when you know in this case like his mother you know this family member who objectively like he does love her like he did this because he thought it would benefit her Mm -hmm. um it's not just like oh i really want the beans like nah he you know gullible fool or not he was trying to be like helpful and useful in this scenario um and so he you know he gives up everything he has he does this and then even after being yelled at and you know verbally berated by her um he still like plants the beans he still has 100 percent faith in that this is going to be something um that's going to get them out of this like very terrible abject poverty that they're in yeah even at the end of the story he shows like Oh, I got to take care of my family. When yeah. his mom's like, hey, there's a giant coming to kill us. And he takes care of it. Yes, yes. He's like, well, time to get, get the axe. Let me get the hatchet real quick. Um, but yeah, he, he jumps on that. He's, he's ready to go immediately. Um, and that's just because he understands his place as this like caretaker of his widowed mother. Um, which I, I guess I didn't mention that before, but his mom's a widow. Anyway, um, <laughs> but like he he sees this opportunity after he plants the beans, they go up, like literally up into heaven and in heaven, he goes and he gets this treasure um, and using that treasure, like he, he brings it down back to earth. And, you know, again, you know, these giants, they start coming down to um down to earth and he you know he kills them he puts to death this thing that is doggedly pursuing him and trying to um destroy this anyway so but oh sorry i thought you were done uh, i mean ba- i was just gonna break that down so, you say your thing yeah wrap up <laughs> soon because uh, you're on a schedule but so mm-hmm. what i thought you were gonna say first okay. was 
He's the fool. He's literally the fool from Proverbs. He's literally the fool. And he gets up, gets out anyway, just like us. Mm-hmm. Like, and we, that's that's we what I are the fool. We are the fool. We sin consistently, mm-hmm. always, and we get treasure anyway, and we yeah. don't deserve it. And it's not from our own do. It's the beans doing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Jesus the beans. Do- <laughs> you know? But then, then you went in this direction, and I was like, oh, that's interesting too. Yeah. Where like from the out from an outsider's perspective, yeah, he is a fool, but mm-hmm. we like God's wisdom is folly to man. You know, yeah, like yeah. we're called to do what seems foolish to others. Sure, because I mean, of the reward and the joy of heaven. Yeah, I was gonna say literally, you know, during a pan a global pandemic, you just left the country for an extended period of time to go and talk to you know a group of people that you've never met about something that you don't even know whether or not they'll accept. Like you you just did that. Mm-hmm. Like from an outsider perspective, that's what you just did. And I mean, you just like kind of shrugged your shoulders as I was saying that. Because like like to us as Christians, well, yeah, I was on a mission trip. You know, that's what I felt God was calling me to. And so that's what I ended up pursuing. It makes perfect sense to yep. us. Um, but again, to like an outsider perspective, uh hate to say it bro but that was kind of crazy yeah um <laughs> well it kind of it almost reminds me of a different parable okay the one about the different workers getting the same wage love so, that parable like the, so a, much there's these workers mm-hmm. one works the whole day one works half the day one works only like an hour yeah you know and they all get the same wage at the end of the day and it's because the person in charge says this is the wage and i'm in charge and this is I, what you'll I'm, get paid this I'm, is what we all agreed on and yeah, so then and the you people... agreed on this at the beginning so you can't say you got scammed out of it yes that, and that's what ends up happening the people who were working the whole day felt cheated because they made just as much as the people who had been working only a little bit and that's, I think that Jack falls into the category of those people who are waiting, just a little bit. who work just a little bit because other people, other Christians might look at him and say like, whoa, 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 wait, you just snuck in at the end, got some quote unquote magic beans and still got the full treasure oh, and yeah. still you managed just, to put. You just snuck in at the end after consistently doing what's wrong and yep. then you saved your mom and it worked out. Yes. Like his, at the end, he does the right thing. Yes. Which is protecting his family like he should have done in the beginning. You know? Yeah. But it worked out fine. And we're like, and literally what we just said of like, he did everything wrong and he got away with it. Mm-hmm. That's what, <laughs> we're the workers. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, the yeah. workers who worked all day, you know? Yeah. And that and that's the thing that, that it, and that's the thing. I don't like this parable, or this parable. I don't like, like this, this fairy tale. Yeah. Because like, again, there's no lesson to it. As a fairy tale, I think that it fails on every objective level. Like what it's trying to teach a lesson, it's, but it's always interesting. It's always interesting. And there's always like, I, I, you know, even like thinking about it this way, where it's like, you know, from a Christian perspective, you can either look at it as Jack is objectively the fool from Proverbs. But then if you see it that way, you have to acknowledge that we are the fool from Proverbs mm-hmm. because we are given this great or, treasure. Or he's the prodigal son and we're the brother who's like, yeah, what? <laughs> Why are you giving him stuff? Right, right, <laughs> like right, 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 right. Or he is the Christian and we're the idiots who are like, don't see the wisdom in what he's doing. Yeah. You know? And You have a verse? I do. I mean, I I, I had a couple things, but so now that we're at the end instead, um, the, the real, what I, I was trying to figure out how to make this work, and I'm curious now that, now that we're kind of doing this together, um, but the uh, Matthew 6, 19 through 21 the jesus is talking and he says do not store up for yourself treasure on earth 
where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasure in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um, and I find it interesting, like looking at this idea of this fairy tale from um, this verse's perspective, where in a sense, I guess Jack is. Jack puts his faith in something beyond him and yeah. he gets a reward. He gets this reward. Instead of what we would call him foolish for, instead mm -hmm. of just selling a cow for probably thousands of dollars. but <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, like cows are worth a lot. Like if you own a cow, like right now. Yeah. Like don't sell it to a dairy farmer, but like you want to <laughs> give it to like someone in another country like that they're gonna pay a lot for it you yeah. Know? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't give it to a dairy farmer where he's like well i can just make one <laughs> <laughs> go to my cow factory real quick <laughs> um but no, no um but yeah like he yes jack jack realizes at that point like you know he he stored up his treasure in heaven and I guess from the giant's perspective, yeah, he was the thief who came in and stole, but it's because that wasn't their treasure to begin with in a sense. Like he put his faith in these in this beanstalk and he went to collect what was due his yeah. as someone who put his full faith in this thing that to any conventional source was not wisdom, but what he saw like true value in. Yeah. So Anyway, so if you have anything you want to add <laughs> or... You have your own idea for something we can talk about. Any of that stuff, we would love to hear you at ocvepod.com or ocvepod at gmail.com or ocvepod on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks for being here, guys. Have a great week. Bye. <laughs>